My name's Pete, by the way. If you're here for the first time, uh, you're very, very welcome. It's lovely to um, be with you. Um, I have the pleasure of um, uh, being part of the leadership team here and uh, kind of leading what goes on. And um, it's brilliant. And I love it. And I love this family. Um, we love you guys. Um, on behalf of the leadership team, we love you. If you were not around for the family evening in the week, um, I want to just put um, something together on paper just to kind of get out to everybody, just so that you can all kind of feel caught up with that. Um, the recording of the evening was not great. We had a few challenges um, in the venue that night. Um, and uh, so it might just be easier for us just to um, put something on paper just so that we all kind of feel wrapped up in that. Um, I haven't got a lot of time to preach, and I, I, I'm not going to preach what I'd prepared to preach on. Um, other than to say, it's not my heart, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? Just slowed that right down. Um, uh, I really wanted this morning to happen the way that it has. Can I just put it like that? I was just reflecting, what do I bring this morning? What, what do I come to speak on? And I had a number of ideas, and, but really the heart of what I wanted to happen happened, which was that I wanted you to taste, encounter, experience Jesus afresh. Um, I feel like we desperately need this as a church. We desperately need to come back. It's what I've just been feeling again and again, just come back come back to the joy of intimacy with God. Just come back. Come back to the simplicity of it. Come back. It's what we need more than anything else. Um, I, um, I'm so tempted to go into my preach. <laughs> um, I was on a, um, a building site yesterday. Um, it's the first time for a couple of years, three years or so, that I've been on a building site. Um, my heart is still beating, isn't it? It's good to know. Um, and uh, I, um, uh, I was helping some friends. I've got, we know some folks who are building a house, and they had some problems um, with the joinery that, um, that was being done, so they asked me to go in and, and help them. Um, if you don't know me at all, um, I used to um, be involved in that kind of world, so uh, th- that's why they would ask me to go in and help. Um, and uh, so I was on this building site yesterday morning just putting some door linings in for these guys. And um, there were other tradespeople that were on the site. And uh, um, the radio was playing, which is kind of obligatory on building sites, isn't it? Except um, things have changed a little bit since I was last on a building site. Because yesterday we were listening to Gadio. So I didn't even know there was a gay radio station but apparently there is a gay radio station. So I had um, a number of hours of gaydio yesterday morning, and um, it was quite an opener. Um, but <laughs> one of the things I think is important for me every now and again is probably to spend a bit of time on building sites just to remind myself of actually what it's like out there um, in a non-church environment. And uh, one of the things that... Um, there was a news story that came on, um, and uh, it was about a comment that Stephen Fry made in an interview. I don't know if you heard about this in the week, but he um, was interviewed, and he was asked a question, which was, if you were to encounter God... So the, obviously Stephen Fry, I don't know if you know Stephen Fry and his beliefs, but he's an atheist. Um, so they said to him, look, if you got this all wrong, let's say you got the whole thing wrong, and it turned out that God was real after all and you found yourself standing before him, what would you say to him? And his answer was, was really eloquent. 
very powerful, but it was unbelievably sad. And because what I felt in his response, I'm not actually going to tell you what his response was because actually it, it, it was just quite vicious. And what he wanted to do was rebuke God for things in the world that he just thinks are intolerable. And, uh, but what uh, Leo and I were reflecting on it afterwards, it, it really upset me when I, when I heard it. And, um, and Leo and I listened to, to the interview in the afternoon and, and we found it really upsetting. And what was upsetting was because, and Leo just summed it up, she said, what's upsetting is that he's talking about someone we love. And it's, it's painful when you hear people criticize someone you love. And it just struck me that we live in a world where there are lots of different voices that are clamoring, that are speaking, that are throwing out ideas around what we believe and what's right and what's wrong and what we should do and shouldn't do. And uh, I feel like we, as a church... Um, need to be equipped and encouraged with what we actually believe because in in some of what he was saying it wasn't wrong actually there are some things that we just don't get like that noise um but the truth is that actually god is not who stephen fry thinks he is and one of the things that I just was overwhelmed with as I heard this, and it was quite tricky because I'm on a building site with a bunch of guys um, listening to gay radio, and I'm just trying to work out what's going on in, in the place. And, um, and I'm overwhelmed with compassion for Stephen Fry. I just felt the Father's love for him. And then for the, the guys in this place that I'm in, I just felt... and. I, I, I want us as a church to... to I, I know you've, you feel like this a lot of the times in your situations and in your, your places that you're in. And um, I've been reading through the book of Colossians and I feel like there's so much in there for us. Paul was preaching, teaching, writing at a point where actually the world was going through the same kinds of stuff. There was all sorts of opposition. There was all sorts of views that were coming against. And, um, and he was speaking into that to encourage and to equip and to add courage to the believers at the time. And I feel like we need that more than ever because we're a strong, powerful people. And I so loved this morning how our worship reminded us of that. We got through to that place. In fact, this morning, can I say, was a bit of a masterclass in how we go away from here and encounter God each day for ourselves. Um, we started off by hearing about some truth <laughs> and some testimony of good news. And it's good to feed ourselves on good news. So can I just say, if you want to get, get some good things going on in your daily life, if you want to walk away from discouragement and, and doubt and all of the other things that come, start off thinking about some good news and then think about some truth about who God is and praise him. We praised him, didn't we? And it's brilliant to do that. And you praise and you praise. And you can feel the atmosphere around this place just changes as we do that. And, the, and there's that kind of praise into worship sort of dynamic that just seems to happen where we just realize that we've been t declaring this truth, but then our love is being poured out. And love flows really well when you've demisted your eyes and when you come to actually see who he is. And so we just found ourselves, didn't we, this morning, just, just realizing how in love with him we are. And then he's just started to speak to us about how we're the bride of Christ. 
And we can put stakes in the ground for things. We can put the flags in the ground that actually he's called us for a purpose. And I just, that, that phrase, awake, awake, Hosan, we, we, it's that whole thing of wake up. Wake up. Let's come back to the truth of the gospel. Let's, let's get amazed again at what Jesus has done for us. Um, there's a quick little story that um, I was reminded of when I listened to the Stephen Fry thing yesterday, um, which kind of sums up what I'm saying. I don't know if I read this story a few months ago. If I did, I'm sorry, but it's worth repeating, so I'll say it again. Um, at the University of Chicago Divinity School, each year they have what is called a Baptist Day. It's a day when all the Baptists in the area are invited to the school because they want the Baptist dollars to keep them coming in. On this day, each one is to bring a sack lunch to be eaten outdoors on a grassy picnic area. Every Baptist day, the school would invite one of the greatest minds to lecture in the Theological Education Centre. One year, they invited Dr. Paul Tillich. Dr. Paul spoke for two and, two and a half hours, proving that the resurrection of Jesus was false. He quoted scholar after scholar and book after book. He concluded that since there was no such thing as a historical resurrection, the religious tradition of the church was groundless, emotional mumbo-jumbo, because it was based on a relationship with a risen Jesus who in fact never rose from the dead in any literal sense. He then asked if there were any questions. After about 30 seconds, an old, dark-skinned preacher with a head full of short-cropped, woolly-white hair stood up at the back of the auditorium. Dr. Tillich, I've got one question, he said as all eyes turned towards him. He reached into his sack lunch and pulled out an apple and began to eat it. Dr. Tillich, crunch, munch, my question is simple, crunch, crunch. Now, I ain't never read none of those books you've read, crunch, munch, and I can't recite the scriptures in the original Greek, crunch, munch, and I don't know nothing about Niebuhr or Heidegger, crunch, munch. He finished his apple. All I want to know is this apple I just ate. Was it bitter or sweet? Dr. Tillich paused for a moment and answered in exemplary scholarly fashion, I cannot possibly answer that question, for I haven't tasted your apple. The white-haired peacher dropped the core of his apple into his crumpled paper bag, looked up at Dr. Tillage and said calmly, Neither of you tasted my Jesus. The 1,000-plus in attendance could not contain themselves. The, audience, the auditorium erupted with applause and cheers. Dr. Tillage thanked his audience and promptly left the platform. Guys, we've got to taste Jesus. It's the only way forward for us. Um, and uh, I can do the Colossians stuff later on another week, but I just want to pray for us right now. Um, last week, we had a superb family morning um, where we declared that we were going to see some walls come down up in March, didn't we? And uh, I feel like we're living in the benefit. You know, when we get together with our children and the adults all together, it's a, it's a powerful thing. It's a really powerful time, and the Holy Spirit is doing stuff amongst our children that I don't want us as adults to miss. And uh, I want us to expect to reap a reward and a blessing following the times that we spend all together with our children. And uh, so I want to pray for us now. Can we stand? Is that all right?
Jesus, we want to thank you that we can know you personally. We want to thank you that you are not distant and far off. You're not aloof. You're not a harsh taskmaster. You're not somebody who is uncaring. You're not mean. Jesus, I want to thank you that you're, you're the lover of my soul. Jesus, I want to thank you that you've brought me into relationship with the Father. Jesus, I want to thank you that nothing is ever going to change that reality. I want to thank you that I don't have to perform for you. I don't have to do loads of stuff. I want to thank you that I get to just enjoy relationship with you. And I want to thank you that as I spend time with you, what grows inside of me is the realization of what you've thought about me all along. Because the truth is, God, that you've decided to reveal yourself to the world through us. That's your plan. Your plan to reveal your heart and your love to the world is to put it inside of each one of us so that it can pour out, so that it can flow out. And Lord, I know that the only way it's going to pour out of me is if I keep focused on you. If I keep in step with you, if I keep loving you. Because otherwise, my, the clarity of my, my revelation on that just slips. And I start to think that I'm just like everybody else. I start to think that I'm not actually different, <laughs> that we are not different. But the truth is that you've said that we are new creations. And that doesn't make us God, but that doesn't make us entirely human either. <laughs> it makes us new creations. It means that we've got God in us, that we're permanently God and us. And so we, can get, we get to love each other and experience that same glory that you do in the Trinity. And we get to experiment with what does life look like to work that out together. And that's the church. And that's us in this room together. So Lord, I want to pray for us as a group of people that we would love and encounter you in deeper and deeper ways. That as Joe sung out earlier, that we would love the fact, we would enjoy the fact that we are lovers first. We are lovers first and we're loved first. That the Father's love for us is just incredible and enormous and unending. Lord, would you bring us back to the truth of that? And Lord, I just want to pray that we would so enjoy loving one another. I pray that we would, we would seek to love each other in, in extravagant ways, outdo one another in love, that we would outdo one another in it, that we wouldn't just be satisfied with let's just meet up once a week on a Sunday morning. We wouldn't just be satisfied just to say, hi, how are you, and give the polite answers but we would fall in love with each other in deeper ways. And Lord, I just pray that as we do that, this love that we have would just keep on flowing, that your glory would be revealed to the world around us, that we would realize the power that we have, that actually we are powerful people, that we go into places and change atmospheres because we reveal the love of the Father. Thank you that you have anointed every single one of us that we are anointed to carry you where we go. 
So thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord, will this be fresh for us? I want to pray that we, like Paul says in Colossians, that we would be overflowing with joy. Lord, this should make us happy. This morning, it just, it, it makes us happy. As we praise and worship you, as we realize all this stuff, it just brings joy. It brings lightness to our spirit. I want to thank you. It puts springs back in our step. It puts a roar back in our voice. I want to thank you. That's what you've made us to be, is our happy, joyful, powerful people. And uh, we want to thank you that the days of being asleep are over. We want to thank you that you've called us to be wide awake. You've called us to a new day. We just declare that again, just as that trumpet sounded. This is a new day. This is a new day for this church. We, we are waking up to a new day. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It's time to open the curtains and let the sun shine in. Thank you we get to bathe in that radiance. We get to live in the light of that truth. Jesus, thank you that the sun has risen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.